welcome to episode 13 of the Blokebusters podcast. I'm Paul. And I'm Brian. Today is February the 20th, 2013. I know, a week after the last one. <laughs> we are on it. <laughs> oh, yeah. And today we'll be talking about the film Warm Bodies, as well as taking a look at these comedy zombie film genre. The zombie, the rom-zom. <laughs> yeah, Rom-zom-coms, I believe they're called. Yeah. Just a, a broad view of that, as much as we would probably and like to go yeah, into. And where this particular film maybe ranks among those, uh, <laughs> I'm sure we'll get to. All right. Yeah. So, synopsis. So, what is Warm Bodies about? It's not about, you know, a morgue. Those are relatively cold. <laughs> this would, is, uh, you know, um, <laughs> let's just say it's, you know, coming off this off the top of my head, I would have to say it's after R, a highly unusual zombie Ooh. saves Julie from an attack. The two form a relationship that sets in motion a sequence of events that might transform the entire lifeless world. That was the database in my head oh, right yes. there. <laughs> in case you haven't figured it out by now, we may be drawing from IMDb every now and again. Yeah. Or relying on it like a crutch. Yeah. <laughs> in some cases. Alright, so, going into the nitty-gritty of it very quickly, director Jonathan Levine. Mm -hmm. This is Also his... writer. Oh, was he the writer He was well? the writer, uh, along I with the novelist, right, yeah. Isaac Marion. Yeah. So I guess he would be the adapter. The, yes, the adapter. Alright, uh, this is his fourth film, the only one that I've seen other than this one that is 50-50. Fantastic film, if you haven't seen it, of course, <laughs> yeah, right? with the on-fire JGL. <laughs> And a rather good set for Yeah, I believe, yeah. <laughs> yeah, recently... There was some surprise in my tone, which I haven't uh, enjoyed Seth Rogen. I don't mean to say that. No, but, yeah. yeah. But he was in a more serious role very well, very well done. Yeah, that, yeah, I do like when you find... Complete tangent now. I do like when you find... <laughs> we are on the 50-50 podcast <laughs> at this point. <laughs> where you find comedy actors that end up doing really well in the serious yeah. roles. Yeah. Like, we will I, have to maybe uh, subject some to Eternal uh, Sunshine in there. Yeah, you know? and I was lost about in to translation. Say, I was about to say with the Jim Carrey, the number twenty three, and then I stopped myself by going, "Well, he might have been good in it, but it's not exactly a film of any note." No, no, no. I can think of twenty three other movies I'd rather see oh, yeah, in yeah. a second. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so yes, yes. warm bodies budget. $30 million. I believe it. It was released on the 1st of February. And Fantastic of, day. <laughs> yeah. As of the 17th of February, it has made $69,171,000. All right. They the, yeah, they doubled the Kevin Smith mark. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, it was released on January 31st in some countries. Hmm. Over here, the first. I still can't quite figure out why they do that. Some major film... You know, some British films obviously might get released a day or two yeah. earlier in England mm -hmm. than over here, and the same some other way around. It's, some yeah. over here, I think the really big mm -hmm. ones get released worldwide the same yeah. day. But yeah, some of the American films do come out over here way before <laughs> England. I think there was a film that was coming out. I wish I could remember it. The film that was coming out on DVD over here. Before it had been released in cinemas in the UK. I cannot think of the movie for the life of me, but when I was in London, I was obviously, you know, much bigger and uh, it was a bus stop or whatever. Yeah. Um, I don't know, whatever you call them, trolley. 
Charlie, Charlie Garage. <laughs> Paul's going to hate me. In a second. <laughs> I'm actually, I have no idea what he's talking about right now. I, to, I need more details. <laughs> yeah, bus stop. What is this thing? But there's you know a big movie poster there, and I can't yeah. not think of the movie for the life of me. But it had already been on DVD, like you said. Yeah. And it was Jack Black and someone else. But I looked just like Jack Black with the shades I had on, and I had a big, like thin beard on uh, all the way through, and I just made the same puppy face. But, and there's a picture somewhere of me doing that, and I cannot think of what the movie was. But well, like, yeah, 2000, around 2008, whatever was going there. on a brief thing. Oh, that would be after school to rock then. Tropic Thunder, maybe. Ah, I think it was Tropic Thunder. Yeah. I think it was Tropic Thunder. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because I covered up Owen Wilson or whoever's uh, uh, who, who's in that. Well, on, Tom Cruise no. on the on the cover would be um, Ben Stiller. The yeah, Ben Stiller. Yeah. and then Robert Downey. Got Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, I think I covered up Stiller. Yeah, oh, so okay, it's just yeah. me and Jack Lowe, you know, it looked very similar. <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, we are covering a movie so, here at yes. some point. I promise. <laughs> yeah, we, we probably should get back to this. So yes, the cast list: you got Nicholas Holt, Holt, however you want to pronounce yep. the last name, um, as R. And however you want to pronounce that. If you're a pirate, <laughs> Teresa Palmer as Julie Grigio, Rob Cordry as M. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Dave Franco, the youngest brother of James Franco, yeah, as yeah. Perry Kelvin. Not in it very much, but no, yeah, no, there we no, go. No. He still gets, according to IMDb and Wikipedia, he gets a fairly high up listing. He is like fourth builder, so I don't know. Yeah, and yeah, fifth. of course the other, like the biggest name, you could argue, well, you wouldn't even have to argue, in the film, John Malkovich. Malkovich, Malkovich, Malkovich. Malkovich. <laughs> As Colonel Grigio, the father of Julia Grigio. Being very Malkovich. (laughs) Being Mr. Malkovich, of course. Uh, Let's not go down that road. Yeah. yeah. So, this film, going into it, when I heard about it, I thought this could be a fantastic idea. Mm -hmm. Something where it doesn't quite take it too seriously. I still got that from the trailers. And that it was told from the point of view of a zombie. There have been other films yeah. that kind of do that. And I, of course, am completely blanking mm-hmm. on those films. Yeah. <laughs> well, like most of the other films we're thinking of, it's the survivor's viewpoint, Can't... primarily. You know, well, for... trying to survive. Yeah, for the most part. Yeah. And it, there was one where... This does bounce back and forth. There's yeah. one called Spike, which has Billy Connolly, mm-hmm. fantastic Scottish comedian, as a pet zombie. Because for some reason this society has somehow got around to domesticating zombies. No, of course it's not Spike. So yes, thank you, sir. Fido, Fido, Fido. Why the hell did I think it was Spike? <laughs> ignore ignore Bo- me both incarnations Fido, yeah. of uh, Fido. They yeah, has been remade. Uh, what like six or seven years ago, something uh, like that. that I mean, that might have been... I was working in a movie theater when it came out, yeah, and then there's the original, which is many, many, many years ago. So you got that one. Mm -hmm. There's one that I think I gave it as a Netflix suggestion called Ah Zombies. I didn't... Oh, yes, yes, you told me that. And and again, that was, you know, kind of taking the piss a little bit, poking fun at for Mm -hmm. those who aren't in the know of UK (laughs) slang, at the zombie thing as a whole... (laughs) Yeah, as I believe my co-host argued, not necessarily zombies. No, I'm very particular on the definition of what a zombie is. They're not fast-running, diseased people. They have to have died. There is the argument made in the film that they have died, their bodies have died, they just keep going. Whatever. So, you know, there are films 
of this effect around, but this is, to my knowledge, the first bigger budget, widely released film that is told mostly from the point of view of the zombie. Yeah, his his the voiceover is all, all yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. R is the main character yeah. from it's the his beginning. movie. Yeah, and yeah, I I saw the people that were in it, and I thought I kind of recognize him. Well, yeah, it's been but... many many years since I've seen Nicholas Holt in a movie yeah. because about a boy was really. Was... My introduction to him, yeah. which I really enjoyed in that movie. And I saw yeah. about a boy ages ago. Yeah. I saw X Men First Class. See, I did not actually out. see that. So he <clears throat> is Hank McCoy, and that young Hank McCoy. He's also in The Weatherman as hmm. the son of Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage, Cage. okay, yeah. So and, a few things, but this is his most exposure. Yeah, definitely this, his most exposure since About a Boy, I'd say. Well, well X Men First Class, I did pretty well. I, I guess. Yeah, that'll be the thing. This is the one where he is. He's in a major role. Yeah. Ob- obviously, Hank McCoy is a big role and everything, mm-hmm. but this is where he's at the forefront for the mm-hmm. entire film. Yeah. Carries the movie with yeah. Teresa Palmer. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, Teresa Palmer, again, it was a face of like, I, I guess I kind of look You know, it kind of looks like a poor man's Amanda Seyfried <laughs> a little bit, or Seyfried, you know who I mean. Who yeah. I, I can't, you know. However you want or, to say uh, that last yeah, name. Uh, kind of, I was like, is it her? And then I'm like, yeah. no, it's not her. Right, I looked up some of her yeah. films. The ones that I've seen, Bedtime Stories. Okay. Completely forgotten about that one. Sorcerers. And A Sorcerer's Apprentice. Okay, yeah. Which... I've seen Sorcerers. I've not seen... She was in I Am Number 4. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I didn't write that one down, oh, okay. but I've seen that one. Yeah. She's not in it for long. Oh, long, okay. I think. That was I just think... what, like, her top build things when you search her on IMDb. Yeah, yeah. I, in that one, she, she plays an alien... Mm-hmm. Who turns up in the last, I think, twenty minutes of the oh, film? Okay. So yeah, not not much screen time for that one. <laughs> kind of like Bill Murray in a movie we'll be talking about later. <laughs> Bill Murray, I, I'm sorry, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh yes, I'm sorry. This is, we're not talking about Caddyshack. No. <laughs> so twenty minutes. What? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sources Apprentice. I was shocked. I didn't recognize her. Yeah. Because even when I saw the film, it didn't click to me that it was her from Sources Apprentice. Mm. I love the Sources Apprentice. I have not actually seen all of it. I watched it late. And felt <laughs> but I, mean, I, I, I really enjoyed Nicolas Cage doing mm. Nicolas Cage. It's the thing. Yeah. It's, it's you actually uh, want to see yeah. Nicolas Cage doing Nicolas Cage. Watch. I think it's called Drive Angry. That is just Nicolas Cage. Uh, he clearly. Just decided, I am going to be me, and uh, oh, this script will do. There we <laughs> with, go. <laughs> with, with the exception of Kick-Ass, I know we've had this argument, I think, before. Yeah. <laughs> Give me 80s Nick Cage any day. Uh, with the exception yeah. of Kick-Ass, with, except for Big Daddy. Yeah. <laughs> and his... Perfect Adam West impression. Yeah. Well, uh, or then, homage, whatever. Yeah. It's not really an impression. Well, then you, you could yeah. argue, technically that would be pre-80s Nicolas Cage then, if we're going for... If well, he's going Adam uh, West. Yeah, <laughs> recorded in... Yeah, it's my oh, movie, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. yeah, give me... Uh... <laughs> All right, so yeah. Teresa Palmer, yeah. Yeah, so... Um, anything, yeah. yeah. No, I, I lovely don't... lady, lovely looking lady. In... I did want to uh, comment real quick. Uh, I did have a friend, I think I'm paraphrasing maybe, but he did say Warm Bodies should be called Twilight the Zombies Edition, and to which I disagreed eventually. Yeah. That's... And, I, and I said, uh, yeah, this was on Facebook, and I said, uh, I, I believe Teresa Palmer could act her way out of a paper bag, <laughs> unlike Vampire Girl. Yeah. <laughs> the one, the many faces 
that is uh, one of a vampire yeah. girl. Even though I really do love, well, name her Kristen Stewart. You're not trying to bridge her. Uh, something very attractive about her, alluring, to, at least to me, is uh, something, I don't know. She worked for me in Adventureland and uh, Into yeah. the Wild. Maybe, and, maybe outside of the one dimension. Yeah, character. but, yeah, but, I, yeah. I, my only reason for bringing that up is I thought Teresa Palmer did do a very good job carrying, doing her side. Yeah. You know, yeah playing you, against our. Yeah, actually showed emotion. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe if Kristen Stewart mm-hmm. was playing a zombie in Twilight, mm-hmm. that would make it way better. Yeah, it, it <laughs> a vampire who falls in love yeah. with a zombie. Right? I mean, it is such an odd premise, like, oh, the zombie's going to keep you safe, and yeah. you're going to go along with it, yeah. and, and you pull that off. Like, yeah, it did, well, yeah. did well with the initial like, utter shot mm-hmm. and being scared shitless yeah. throughout the entire thing. Cause, I mean, imagine you've been fighting zombies pretty much, I guess, your entire life at this yeah. point. And not only are you, as far as you're aware, the only survivor of your group mm-hmm. of a zombie attack, but one of the zombies then takes you to one side and saves you. <laughs> like, what, what What's going on? <laughs> yeah. And you know, she did show that well, the, mm. the conflicts that's going on. And of course, you know, you see her plotting an escape but not knowing when to do it and of yeah. course the escape doesn't quite go as planned mm. doesn't she try and escape twice I think yeah, <laughs> yeah. doesn't then, learn well, the first time and then, yeah and then you know realizing he slowly does what to protect her you know yeah. and that he poses no threat <laughs> yeah but, I was just like, and, oh, I'm just gonna sit back in my airplane seat yeah <laughs> stare don't stare don't be creepy <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Yeah. and I did love the obligatory uh, montage I did yeah, yeah. I did enjoy the montage I will admit <laughs> uh, you know of them falling in love so to speak oh, yeah uh, with the what they do the little viewfinder thingy <laughs> and I don't know the records and oh, yeah. all that stuff as of course, Team America states so well. You gotta have a montage. Gotta have a montage. <laughs> Always fade out. Yeah, montage. But you fade out. It seems like more time has passed than a montage. So a lot of things happen. <laughs> yeah, we didn't actually need reminding of what was going on no, no, in this no, no, one, no. though. So. Yeah, and you have M standing outside the plane. Yes. Losing his friend. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. M, I think, you know, Rob Corddry as M, definitely the best zombie. Even though R is your main character, yeah, yeah, yeah. For you, definitely agree. M. Mm-hmm. M's the most human to begin with, I think. Yeah. Because he's still got that, obviously, slight, slight sarcastic uh, mm-hmm. humor to him. Yeah. And then, you know, when R starts to regain his humanity, he passes that. But still, mm-hmm. one of those great things of, I think, there's a point where. R is protecting her and then M talks to him and she says something mm-hmm. to him like, yeah, I'm sorry I'm sorry and then he just turns back to R and goes oh, I like her <laughs> <laughs> yeah and I've always loved Rob Corgi from like the earliest days on Daily Show I want to look those up because I wasn't watching the Daily Show mm. at the time I wasn't in America yeah. we don't have the Daily Show yeah. in England I, mean, I think they do now Maybe. Yeah. Comedy Central, you might be able uh-huh. to record it. I don't know how far behind it is. Yeah. And I sort of wish that my job hours would allow me to record and then watch it every day, because I, I love The Daily Show. Yeah, and he, he's, uh, yeah. he's always <laughs> been enjoyable on it. And I did not see Hot Tub Time Machine, which I know he was in. I but... have seen Hot Tub Time Machine, and while not a film, I would say oh, everyone should go out and watch it. <laughs> you, you know me in time travel, yeah. first of all. Yeah. And then you it's, have 80s it's... spoof 
Yeah, it is very Fantastic. much a piss take of yeah. time travel in general and the And like Bill and Ted's kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And, and you've got Crispin Glover doing very well in his oh, yeah. thing as well. He, once again, almost like the Charlie's it's, Angels. Yeah, it's a TV watch guy. for me. <laughs> if it, yeah, I'll catch it on cable. Yeah, unfortunately, it's John Cusack. Like that film would, I would say, be his best role in the last couple of years. Also, I'm going to the Nicolas Cage rule. Give me 80s Cusack, <laughs> not the Raven yeah. Cusack. I, I couldn't believe the Raven. <laughs> <laughs> or the Time Machine Cusack, right. or, yeah. He wasn't bad. Hey, he did some good stuff in the 90s, too. High Fidelity, and, right. you know. High Fidelity, yeah. I think, is one of my, favorite, one of my films. favorite films. Of oh, his. yeah, favorite, yeah. <laughs> It's, yeah, it's in my top 50, I'd say. And of course, uh, a great Jack Black role as well. Well, yeah, I think I said earlier in the podcast that one of my other tolerable Jack Black performances. Yeah. Not tolerable, loved. Yeah. I loved, yeah. Because yeah. when I was recommending Bernie, I believe. Yes. Yes. yes, yes. <laughs> what are we talking about? <laughs> we really should get back to We obviously loved this movie. Uh, because oh, yeah. we cannot stop talking about well, it. I'll say right right now, I like this film. I, I think it is well worth the price of admission. Yeah, um, good, a good film, told very well, mm-hmm. and you get a lot of the comedy comes mm-hmm. from your standard view of zombies, and either are pointing out some of it, or pointing out how silly some of it is, or yeah. the human side of it, and then all of that stuff, or it just comes from the awkwardness of this zombie being the mm. typical high schooler, basically. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, oh, pretty girls, notice me. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. Look cool. And it, a lot of the little one-liners that he has, that there's one point where he's inside the mm. human camp, and they're going past some soldiers, and he's walking past the guy with the gun, and you, you hear him just being like, yeah, say something human, say something human, say something human. And then he says something, just kind of mutters something like, all right, what about nailed it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just, just that, those little mm-hmm. things yeah. really made the film. It was a very, it was a very good tale. Mm-hmm. I've not read the book. I know pretty much how the book goes. Yeah, I would be interested in taking a look at it. And it, it's apparently a fairly close version obviously they'll have changed something for cinema because as much as people hate you know you can't have a mm-hmm. direct th- yeah no tom bombadil yeah. <laughs> yeah. he was taken out <laughs> again <laughs> cannot get a break I don't know. Yeah. they should at least just yeah. mention him in passing <laughs> yes yeah, there is. I know I listened to a podcast called Comedy Film Nerds. It's Chris Mancini and Graham Elwood. And I previously told Paul, they, one of them, I forget who reviewed it, and wasn't that big of a fan. But I think they went in with the wrong perception. They're like nitpicking the zombie rules that right. are set up and discrepancies in the rules and kind of schmaltzy love scene, like the montage I talked about and stuff. And like they weren't into it and I was. And I think I accepted the movie for what it was yeah. and not. Like, what I wanted, like, oh, this is a straight-up zombie movie, or, you know, whatever you may think. I I accepted it. Like, this is a romantic comedy, pretty much. Yeah. And I'm willing to accept girl falls in love with zombie. Yeah. (laughs) Even though, at at the point she falls in love with him, he's more human than zombie, so... Yeah, or more human, you could say, than a lot of people left in the camp or, yeah. you know, uh, in the yeah. human camp. You know, if, that, if we're going to go just killing machines. Social or, commentary. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, that was another one of their complaints was when that Perry gets ingested, I guess you could say, spoiler, yeah. by 
I R. <laughs> Before then, you know, they say, well, supposedly these kids have grown up in this world yeah. and have been doing these scouting missions, whatever, their entire lives. And you have a kid sitting there playing video games. And they're like, yeah. so you're telling me you have these generators, and he's allowed to use the generator to power up his video game <laughs> that he's probably beaten 3,000 times by now. Yeah. <laughs> and he's, you know, so they had a problem. Which I guess I didn't really think of until they brought it up. But I'm like, yeah, yeah, he probably could not be playing a video game right now. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, they're, you know, in a dangerous area. Yeah. But whatever. It's a fucking movie, people. <laughs> I'll rely on it. I'll, I'll use that excuse when I hate something, and then I'll defend that when I love something. Hey, it's just a movie. Yeah. Yeah. There are the two things that I like. It's just a movie, and then it's like, it might be a movie, but... <laughs> Superman would never do that. Well, I'm willing to accept he flies. And, like, yeah, yeah. and get into those arguments. Yes. Yeah. This alien from another world that comes down and relies on our laws of physics would never... <laughs> yeah. Well, he would never lift up an entire island made of kryptonite, though. Uh, that, going into that now, really, that was the... So many. I've never... Come on, Ryder. I have never understood, with Superman, uh-huh. how exactly does radiation work in that universe? Because crystal in a pocket... Oh, no, fine. yeah. A crystal gram of it will bring him out. to his knees... Yeah, yeah but like, he can carry as an long entire... As, it's almost like if he can see it, he's affected by it. If he can't see it, it's yeah. as if it's not there. Because, you know, the entire island has kryptonite at its core, yeah. and he can lift it up, and it's only when the crystals start to poke into him that he has a problem at that point. And then you've got the other films. I where... had lots of problems before that point, by <laughs> oh, the way. Yeah. <laughs> Just going to that big basic one. But then, oh, co- please hurry, Man of Steel. <laughs> but then, of course, you've got in the, the old films, and I think even in the TV show, Lex Luthor will have something behind it, just holding something behind his back mm-hmm. for Kryptonite. Yeah. And he's fine. The second he brings his arm round, oh, oh, oh is, so is it just a placebo? Is it the knowledge? <laughs> I guess. Yeah. <laughs> is he actually? Yeah, I think that's it. I think it, we solved it. It is, yeah. it is a placebo. It's all in his head. <laughs> Anything green, glowing. Yeah. Like Any, oh no, oh, my oh wait, this no. is just a green rock. Wait, I'm going to call it kryptonite. Oh no, don't call it kryptonite. <laughs> it hurts. Yeah. Here's a bottle of rolling rock with. Kryptonite! Oh, I can't drink it now. <laughs> I've carved kryptonite on the cover. <laughs> Where was I? Oh, uh, okay, no. yeah. Believability. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, this is a film where they do play with some of the zombie types. I, mean, mm-hmm. uh, I believe they, they're you... slow moving and then they run. And... Yeah, you Whatever. <laughs> Although, yeah. I, I will always maintain look at any animal. Yeah. And they're are they conserving energy. All the time? Yeah. No. <laughs> they're going to sprint when the gazelle is close. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I, mean, I can be absolutely fine with yeah. zombies moving fast at times. And why do they have to adhere to other rules that other movies that they have nothing to do with have set up? Yeah. <laughs> not, not to mention, of course, so one thing that, as we were just saying with Superman, I mean, of course, let's see. Zombies don't exist. Exactly what I was going to go. So, as of this point, do not exist. So, yeah. who is to say how they act? However, I will be a slight hypocrite right now going with another series of films and say that even though they don't exist, there's no reason to completely fuck with an entire law going back millions of years. Mrs. Meyer, or however you pronounce that fucking last name, vampires do not... Sparkle. 
or go in the daylight. <laughs> Even though I'm willing to say that it's a film, zombies don't exist, therefore they can adhere to their own rules. Mm-hmm. Vampires do not go in the fucking daylight and do not sparkle. Which, which, did I miss this film? What film are you yeah. talking about? <laughs> I did Stephanie Meyer. Twilight. Oh, okay, sorry. They fucking sparkle. Yeah. Well, when you look like that, you have to sparkle, Paul. I know. When you're that gorgeous and I'm pale. A- I'm actually glad that you didn't know what I was talking about, because it's... See, that, yes, I still have a soul. Yeah. Do not watch this. I have regrettably seen the first two. Yeah, it You know what? I, as a dare, I'm sure I will finish them at some point and just... And I did hear Doug Benson loved the last one. I heard there's plenty of decapitations, so I'm willing to watch it for the decapitations uh, yeah, in this last one. I'm still not even willing to dare you to watch those I don't, know. I don't want to put you through that. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so apart from that slight hypocrisy on my part, mm-hmm. I mean, there's one thing of taking your, your own slight take on zombies, like, you know, they can move faster mm-hmm. time, you know, they can, when they eat people's brains, they gain some of their memories. That could also just be a discussion of, well, what is that? I did, love, I did love those parts of going into Perry's memories. I thought that was very well done. Yeah. So um, that, and so that, A little that, more heart, uh, a little more, you know, as he's becoming more human, yeah. you know, with and, the guilt of what he's done. And, and, and that even is, as I was just saying, the you can have the argument of, well, our memories in the mind, is it just the electrical impulses or mm-hmm. are they stored? You yeah. can go with that. Yeah. You know, whereas, you know, just completely changing a mm-hmm. hundred years of folklore which isn't done in this film but it's done in another yeah. set of films yeah that's I'd say there is a bit of a line in mm. in what you can do but yes Warm Bodies uh, <laughs> yeah, did, did very well with everything that it tried to do yeah, I didn't know what it was going to go for in the end I didn't know how big a story they were going to go for I mm. just knew that there was going to be a zombie that fell in love with a human mm. I mean I guess we should say quote unquote zombie yeah. because they are dead but they regain humanity so are they fully dead I guess it will be obviously if we're going Monty Python almost dead (laughs) not dead yet yes not dead he's getting better (laughs) I'm getting better (laughs) (laughs) oh he died (laughs) I feel much better I feel happy yeah so so this film it really does cover everything it goes for I Mm. thought it did well yeah I mean, Malkovich is typical, I think, uh, yeah. typecast type character. But, it's, you know, it works for the movie. Yeah, he, you know, yeah. the, the cranky, very strict, very protective, yeah. by-the-book father, slash how leader. Would, how you yeah. would expect an army mm-hmm. person to react in yeah. these circumstances. And, yeah, the enemy is the enemy, no ifs, ands, or buts. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we can't let one <laughs> in because it might be different. Yeah. Which yeah. I did think at that point... Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Fair, fair enough. If they ate my wife, yeah, I'd be a little defensive on that position yeah. as well, which I think is what happened. Or didn't yeah, eat your mother, yeah. killed your mother, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. the mother died at some yeah. point, mm-hmm. and he really isn't given solid evidence. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, it's fair enough on his point that he still wants to kill this zombie, mm-hmm. even though he seems to be acting different, and his yeah. daughter is saying he's different that he saved her. It's mm-hmm. still the point of well. How different are you? You're not human. Yeah. And I, I will actually bring up something right at the end when he's shot. Thinking back on it, I remember I looked on Wikipedia just as a brief summary to remind myself of the plot. And it said he was shot in the shoulder. Mm. Bullshit. He's shot pretty much in the chest, almost where his heart is. Yeah, He'd have bled out by miss. the end of that scene. Yeah. 
<laughs> I was okay, actually. I mean, it would have been a downer, but I was okay if he had died. Like yeah, that would have been again. well, like you know, really well, you know, died. Yeah, died, actually yeah. died, and that would have made him. I don't know. I could kind of go for the tragic stuff, no, but I was like, yeah, that that could have that would have been a very bold choice. That could have been yeah. a good ending. I still had yeah. the other zombies becoming human yeah. and everything. But man, that'd be tough for good old good old uh, Julie. Just one <laughs> boyfriend gets eaten, and then like two weeks later, your other boyfriend, yeah. zombie boyfriend turned human, gets shot when he would have been fine a week later <laughs> or a week earlier. But he was still part zombie. Or, it, well, I guess he is still part zombie yeah. now. It, it would have almost been a better catalyst for John Malkovich's mm-hmm. character. Spoilers, you know. Mm-hmm. Finally given the order to let them be alright because he has just killed mm-hmm. someone that he thought was a zombie and was a zombie but is now human and he just killed him. Like, yeah. He just killed the thing that his daughter's been telling him the entire time. is becoming more human. Yeah. And at that point he would have to accept shit this, yeah. is, this is actually happening and i've just ruined my daughter's life basically yeah i did want to real quickly the only part of this movie that really made me groan right. um and i was I, I think i even did it audibly there was only one other person in the theater and i went <laughs> and he was a few hours in front of me but i was corrected and we'll oh, see if you can get okay. it before I get to it. Right. <laughs> I don't know. No, nothing what? coming to you? Yeah. It is a kind of almost setting up a montage, but it doesn't happen. When R comes back to the human camp and R visits Julie and yeah. Julie's friend sees him and they bring him in and decide to make him look human. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and do the makeup thing and Julie's friend puts on Roy Orbison's Pretty Woman. Yeah. And immediately I go, Ugh. <laughs> I'm like, this movie's not really doing this. Yeah. Are they really doing this? Because you're not the... sure at first, did she play it or is this the soundtrack? Yeah, it, it does and just start up. It just does start up, yeah. And then she goes over and shuts it off. And yeah. It's like, oh, come on, it's funny. And I, Okay, they're poking fun at it. I'm yeah. okay with that. But I, for a second I thought they were really going there and I was about ready to just throw the whole thing in the shitter <laughs> if they had thought they could pull that off right? I would have even accepted if that had started yeah. up and then you sort of zoom back to see R and then it just goes mm-hmm. like the, the cut off is where it's like yeah. okay no no yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, but it was the, well the fact handled. that they did that yeah. yeah, obviously the idea is it's actually happening and all mm-hmm. that. Yeah, yeah that, was, that was the only part, and I was like I said, saved from it. So yeah, oh, always yeah. nice for that. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, please don't cater to the lowest common denominator, but they didn't. So well, the the one other the one other thing that I'll say here is I read up Jonathan Levine has said that he always thought of R as Edward Scissorhands mm-hmm. and. He apparently has also said that whenever he watches Edward Scissorhands, he sees it as a zombie film, even though it's not a zombie hmm. film. I'll have to That's go back and watch it, even though I've seen it recently. And when I read that, thinking back to the film, it's like, well, I can kind of get that. Well, you can, He's trying you can, to be human. Obviously, this yeah. goes further. You can use that as a template for anyone that's out, an outsider or yeah. on the fringes of society. Which uh, is why or, or a these, subculture. It's why most of these stories work so well. Yeah. Like, it caters to the people that feels, oh, I'm on the outside, no, mm-hmm. no one gets me. Yeah. <laughs> or the fear of an outsider coming in, whichever, you know, yeah. <laughs> side you happen to feel. Zombie gets to give you both of those. Yeah. But yeah, so it's like, 
And I, I saw that and I thought, yeah, I can see that. He mm. said he used, obviously, Edward Sitterhands as a basis for R, mm. and thinking back on it, you can see that. Obviously, R is what you can hear is in a monologue. You can see mm. some of the things that drive him, and therefore, I think he's a better main guy. It It's because he becomes human in the end, again, spoilers, mm. that you can sort of connect with him more. Than you might connect with Edward Hands. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I I'm, not, yeah. I'm not saying you can't. I think connect I felt more of a connection hands, with Edward, but yeah. But the fact that I think in general you can connect with Edward Hands in the outsider aspect, and the fact that he's made to go, <laughs> he's ostracized <laughs> from the and society. That I was also so, created yeah. by an inventor, and I have scissor hands. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's very yes, very very uh, troubling movie for me to watch. Right. <laughs> But obviously you get this thing of these people were normal people, they then became zombies, and he's becoming human again, reaffirming his humanity, I guess you could say, learning how to be human again. And so you you can, I guess in the idea, you can connect better with someone who's retaking his humanity Mm. rather than someone that was just invented. (laughs) But... I would still say it's a hand better film than One Body's <laughs> overall. I guess if we're going to compare apples and oranges, yeah. But uh, I don't know. I think uh, ready to move on to the rating here on yeah, this one. Sure. I'll uh, believe jump on yeah. this one here. I think, uh, like I said, I enjoyed it. Uh, it's not something I'm crazy about, mm-hmm. but I still enjoyed it. Still well worth the price of admission. Still, de- well, this is a purchase depending on the amount of special features for me. There we go. <laughs> That's, That's If it just has deleted scenes, I'm going to pass. Yeah. Wait, wait <laughs> and, it ends up in the bargain bin. Yeah. Uh, if or it has, Netflix. you know, making of and a couple commentary tracks, yeah. oh my. <laughs> <laughs> That's just how I am on those things. I am going to go with a minus 3.5. On this. Minus 3.5, alright. Yeah. Uh, I originally, uh, it's been a while since I've seen the film, mm-hmm. so thinking about it, I was originally going to go with a minus 5 overall. Okay. Just because, as you say, it wasn't a film that is like, you know, go out and see. Guys, mm-hmm. you must see this. And in the realm of mm-hmm. zombie comedy, it's not even the best in there. Yeah. So I was going to go with an overall of, you know, minus 5, it's a good film mm-hmm. there's not much bad about it it's just not a must see type thing yeah. but since I can't fault it for not being mm-hmm. a must see film then I'm probably going to mirror you and say minus 3.5 maybe a minus 3 mm-hmm. and it's going to be you must have the mm-hmm. the mindset of this is just a film that's kind of making fun of zombies mm-hmm. It's a good comedy and, story in and of itself, and I could and I could see if you asked me a rating from a year from now, it would probably be lower. I don't think this is going to hold up as well for me nah. as some other in the genre. Yeah, um, probably not. But, but it's I still would good. might go to minus five or something. Yeah. like a year, you know, something like that. But right now, it's still pretty fresh for me. Still <laughs> enjoyed it. I will still probably enjoy it the next few times I see it. Yeah. So that's where I'm on that. And I should maybe explain to you where I am on our rating system as. Hopefully you folks know goes from zero to minus twenty. Yeah. And I, in my head, I kind of view minus ten as utter shit. And ten <laughs> to twenty is just reserved on grading how bad shit yeah. is. <laughs> so you know, yeah, I'm always kind of going podcast, from so. zero to minus ten, and then if it's horrible, yeah. I go from somewhere minus ten to minus twenty. You know. Yeah. I, I mean, I yeah. tend to go for I think 
Anything below minus 15 is just complete dredge and entire... Not even for a little bit of enjoyment, yeah. Yeah. We're... Not even in the so bad is good kind of way. <laughs> no, yeah. so bad it's so bad. <laughs> yeah, just picking a number to give you there. Yeah. And then say minus 15 to Yeah, so that's kind of on, the, on a scale 10. to 10 for me. Yeah, you know? it's just bad, but we can't say it's awful. And then anything above that is getting better, getting better. Yeah. So... That's that's where I stand on that. So I was going to go with minus five, just in general, as I mm. said, yeah, as an overall thing. But putting it up for now, but not not necessarily going to stay there, as you say. Yeah, yeah, probably yeah. not. All right, uh, uh, moving on, I think to maybe some well, others yeah, in the genre. Uh, I think to do a brief one first, I would say Zombieland. Oh, okay. Yes. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, I think that the other one we might talk about might be a nice ending. Okay. To it, so. Zombieland would be the most recent one before this one mm-hmm. that is sort of zombie comedy. With with the Ma- romantic through line. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mass release zombie comedy. Yeah. This one obviously being from the point of view of the human survivors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think Jesse Eisenberg. As Columbus. Yeah. <laughs> and he... Very fitting. He has all of these rules mm-hmm. that he has to abide by. Yeah. Check for things. Make sure you do cardio. Oh yeah, yeah the rules. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure. Watch, Double tap. Yeah. yeah. Watch any trailer. You'll see a bunch mm-hmm. of the rules on there. Yeah. And then of course you've got Woody Howson. Oh, as uh, Tallahassee. Uh, yeah. yeah. And yeah, I I've not seen it for a while, so. Oh, I I, I, I watch it. I've seen it probably a dozen times. I would say. It's, right. <laughs> uh, one of my recent favorites, uh, and uh, Emma Stone. I love some Emma yeah. Stone as well. Right. She's a great actress as well, but no. Yeah. <laughs> well, she's Wichita. <laughs> yeah, right. but uh, all right, I think, oh, what? Oh, I should know her name at the end, but she does say her name at the end. <laughs> Correct me on that, folks. Uh, right. yeah, very disappointed with myself, but yeah. <laughs> yeah Abigail Breslin's in there. Yeah. Right. The so, and, the sunshine, but. and it's a fantastic tale of these people just. I think originally, obviously, Woody House encountered looking for the last ever Twinkie. <laughs> that's kind of his, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, his that's his drive, mission, yeah. as it were. Mm-hmm. And they're all, I guess, just looking for somewhere safe to hold up or to Some attempt safe to live. To, yeah, to hopefully rebuild or something. But yeah, out yeah. east they hear it's out west, and out west they hear it's out east. And, yeah, yeah. A, a lot of the stereotypes of you know, nowhere's actually safe. They mm-hmm. just keep traveling. Yeah. Yeah, I think you know, Walking Dead does out of oh, yeah. stay out of the cities and oh, there's a big haven. Mm-hmm. No, there isn't. And, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I would say some of the most comical zombie deaths I've ever seen. It, that, yeah. And I love like the video game aspect that movie brought, like with the graphics <laughs> on screen, like zombie kill of the week. You yeah, know, or, or with the rules coming up, you know, or when a situation is happening, the rule coming up at the bottom or somewhere, yeah. you know, uh, you know, just. Uh, those little I, touches. I think one of my my favorite one of those is when the I'm guessing housewife is running away from her zombie mm-hmm. children in the car, and she ends up flying through the windscreen, and it just pops up. Like you always wear your seatbelt. Oh yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> like in the yeah. I mean that that yeah. could actually just be a PSA in and of itself. <laughs> yeah, little bastards. Yeah, the little <laughs> vampire girls uh, or vampire yeah. zombie girls. Sorry, uh, yeah. Twilight got it into me. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I love that movie. I love the whole thing with uh, Woody Harrelson's awesome in it like yeah. he's really coming back <laughs> strong he's yeah he, I, don't know, I really really enjoyed him and he's done a lot of independent stuff and a lot of more mainstream stuff his characters have always been really great yeah tallahassee was, was no exception and like even the last little showdown was just awesome with the, yeah. the stand and you know i really thought you know you really think he's gonna bite it in there and yeah 
and great music at the moment. And, and then, of <clears> course, <throat> he's got, I think, obviously this is a spoiler for those of you that haven't seen <laughs> Zombieland, but I think given how long it's been out, it's probably been spoiled yeah. anyway. <laughs> and you know how we operate. Yeah. <laughs> Just the entire breakdown, finally, of Bill fucking Murray! <laughs> oh, God, yeah. There's just yeah. no what? smile wider that yeah. could be on my face than that scene. Yeah. One of the best cameos in any film ever, I think. It is. And, yeah, the whole fact that they even play Ghostbusters. <laughs> yeah. And that he lets Tallahassee be Bankman, if you listen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> yeah. a good one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's perfect. And uh, you have Emma Stone playing Janine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, what, what's their line? I, I don't know. It's uh, on the <laughs> Yeah, doing her little Annie Potts thing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Sorry about the bug eyes. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just a really good done. It is. It's hilarious. Uh, yeah. And it's a good love story. I know that's yeah. pretty much seems required by most studios now, but... Mm. It didn't seem overly forced. No, no, I mean, even though it, you can kind of argue, it's like, you know, last man meets last woman. Yeah, there's thing. like a whole lot of, not a whole lot of options for <laughs> yeah. them. Yeah, and they are roughly the same age, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so if you had to pick two characters that might fall in love in this film, <laughs> yeah, who would you put your money on? Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> Jesse Eisenberg's looking pretty good, I guess, at that point. Yeah. <laughs> it, it always pretty... seems to do pretty well in the movies, yeah, I don't know. Sure. Well, yeah. uh, Social network, not necessarily well, yeah. more of an asshole than anything else in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Adventureland, <laughs> uh, you know, gets the girl. But... Yeah. <laughs> he likes movies with land in the title. Yes. Facebook land. Yeah. <laughs> they should have just called it that. Actually. Facebook land. Oh, you keep on the roll there. Yeah. You'd have the land trilogy, the Eisenberg land trilogy. Yeah, okay. That... Missed a marketing <laughs> yeah. opportunity there. Trademark. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so that one's always you know high up on my in my mind. Yeah, that and you know as we say, I think more rewatchable and yeah. I'm always yeah, I'm always trying to turn people onto that. Just oh, you haven't seen that? Watch it, and inevitably they don't love it as much as me, or I overhype it, which I hate doing. But it's going to be one of the things that I I definitely think Zombieland is going to hold up better over time than one. I mean, it just has tons of guns and the shooting and the. Violent, the bloody violence, but it's yeah. com- comedic. Bill fucking Murray. Yeah. <laughs> Need I go on? Yeah. Uh, you know, just hilarious scenes. Right. You know. Yeah, I, I didn't have a rating set. There's some touching funny. scenes when you realize Woody Harrelson's actually lost a son, not a dog. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, Which, you know, going into it is actually a brilliant thing. You get to see Jesse Eisenberg's character talking about Woody mm-hmm. Harrelson's character. Yeah. Saying, like, oh, he's lost his dog. And then you see the sappy montage of, yeah. like, you know, he's out with his dog. He's letting his dog kiss him <laughs> and all uh-huh. this. And the character thinks, like, okay, that's just weird. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then you don't think much more of it. And, and then, then you hit the scene where you realize that it's his son, not his yeah, dog. Yeah, we made this wallet together. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and then it's the exact same montage with the son in yeah. place of the dog. Oh. And... It suddenly makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Poor kid. So it's one of those you can have your cake and eat it too moments. Yeah, yeah a little bit nice. of everything in there. <laughs> and fucking clowns. That is, I hate clowns and there's one in there and god damn it, I hated it. But at least <laughs> yeah, he killed it. Yeah. <laughs> Zombie clown, that's like one of the worst things I could imagine right now. Maybe I should turn you on to kill a clown from outer space. Uh, no, I have <laughs> attempted to watch that. That and it are 
part of the reason I <laughs> hate clowns. I, yeah. I never understood the thing of everyone saying, like, I watched it and was afraid of clowns. I never watched that thinking, yeah. oh, clowns are scary. I just watched mm. that thinking, huh. Clowns are assholes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, assholes that like to torment yeah. kids. Tim Curry doing fairly well. Uh, yeah. <laughs> One of my favorite little jokes that I've heard someone make is what actually happened was he just never left the set. Mm. So all those scenes where he's in the background, like with the noise maker mm. and like blowing balloons on the railing and stuff like he's just doing that. Is yeah. uh, they can't get him off the set. He won't leave. <laughs> Probably not. All right, I think oh, yeah. uh, we've uh, uh, killed Zombieland enough probably. to use the <laughs> terminology. Yeah, moving so, on. Yeah, to moving on to, and we will film. try and keep this short. We promise, <laughs> ten minutes, maybe fifteen yeah, at the top. Yeah. So we'll right. try to get through this. Depends how I edit it. Yeah, <laughs> I suppose right. a film we might. I think may I venture yeah. to say both enjoy. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I'm sure, and we'll probably touch on it again in future. <laughs> Considering, oh, yeah. considering like the Mel people Brooks associated and, yeah. with it, Shaun of the Dead. I guess a lot of you. Yeah, <laughs> it's a fantastically done rom com as yeah. it was marketed as. Of course, the whole point of this film is that the main character is trying to get his girlfriend back and you know, get mm-hmm. his life on track. Mm-hmm. At the same time, that there just happens to be a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> poor timing. Yeah, very, yes. very poor timing. Yes, the girlfriend wants him to mature and yeah. move on, and he always wants to go to the same yeah. place. Yes, yes, always and down the... to the Winchester. <laughs> Holding up our W's right here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's got a best friend who's really immature. Yes, very, very laid back. Yeah. Very lazy. Yeah, and of course you get wonderful lines such as like, yeah, your boyfriend, like, yeah, he's your boyfriend, not my boyfriend. <laughs> like, I bought you a drink, thanks, babe. Thanks, <laughs> babe. <laughs> yeah. Always <laughs> great. It, and it? some of those are pulled from earlier works with the people involved. Like yeah. that whole boyfriend thing is actually dragged out of space. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, your boyfriend's on the phone. He's not my boyfriend. Hi, babe. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah, and watch based if you haven't. It's on Netflix. For God's sake, watch. Oh yeah, please. <laughs> yeah, so Simon Pegg and Nick Frost, and it was co-written by Simon Pegg and Edgar Wright, directed mm-hmm. by Edgar Wright, and starring several people that were prominent in the UK at mm-hmm. the time. You know, obviously it's set in yeah. London, mm-hmm. and it's got some people who even fleeting glimpses are people that are actually huge now. You've got yeah. someone called Matt Lucas is in it for less than about two seconds, and he is in a double act with one of the most famous UK comedy people of this time now. And back then he was he was still big, but not as big as he is now. And again, again, very briefly, you've got Martin Freeman. He's in it very shortly with the the long line of people that they go past. And Jessica Stevenson, who mm-hmm. uh, big co-star Space, yeah. with Space, Space yeah. and she is in it, I think, three times, keep bumping into Sean. So it's one of those things where there are some in-jokes for people that know the people involved mm-hmm. with the film. And some people will go, oh, well, I can't see this film then. Because of that, you know, I had to have seen all this stuff. No, you don't. Even though they're in jokes, the people that are in it, it just plays fantastically anyway. (laughs) He keeps meeting up with this person who, in the film, it's someone he went to university with. As opposed to, as you really know, it's someone that he worked with quite a lot. Yeah. So it's, it's very well done. And a lot of the jokes are just 
bottle. <laughs> they are perfect. Uh, yeah. yeah it, so many great scenes of uh, at the beginning he goes down to the shops, gets a, a drink and a cornetto mm. I think, and walks back. And then the next day, as this apocalypse has just happened, mm. same oh, yeah. shop mirrors down, the scene, yeah. yeah. Decides to get a diet coke instead of a regular coke. You know, really a bit better. Slight slip, slip, (laughs) blood all over the horse. Light slip. Just not quite paying much attention. You know. Oh yeah. Yeah, a very good physical comedy guy, Simon Pegg, and loads of quotable lines. And you've got when they first start to realize that something might be going on. You've got Nick Frost just saying like, you know, there's a girl in the garden. So they go out and then Which I did have to learn that garden did not mean garden. Garden meant yard, yeah. essentially to me. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, oh she's what that's kinda of rude standing in the roses. <laughs> but yeah. Yes, okay. Yeah. In, in the UK if we mm. say garden it's basically mm. your backyard. Yeah. Mm. Maybe your front yard if you have a nice enough yeah. yard, but whatever. <laughs> and so because of the interaction with them they start to really realize something's going on and then of course the zombie that when they finally seen the news mm-hmm. walks in the one on zombie he's, <laughs> he's got, got an arm off! <laughs> oh which was an actual amputee i believe yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and they found someone that was yeah. available and yeah. you know, said so... <laughs> good sport i guess i'd yeah. say yeah <laughs> to be have i've got you've got an arm off yelled at him yeah. <laughs> who knows how many takes but yeah, yeah. <laughs> Although, given Nick Frost and Simon Pegg, I'm sure mm-hmm. that the reactions mm-hmm. were slightly different from time mm-hmm. to time. Maybe the he's got an arm offline was always mm-hmm. in there, but I'm sure there was different yeah. things that happened. Yeah. And folks, if you don't know already, look for the invisible ashtray that hits the <laughs> one-armed zombie's head that he picks up yeah. off of the coffee table. And then, <laughs> yeah, in a swinging motion, there is nothing in his hand. And then, in fact... Uh, and then also, did you notice the disappearing ashtray in that film, which is the very racially insensitive, I think they call it, if you've listened to enough commentaries. Yeah. yeah. That's in there for like the one scene, I think, and then gone. Yeah. <laughs> it's like black babies or something, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> yeah what, one of those things that you know that someone had a word after they shot the first scene, it's like, we need to take this we away. We probably don't want that. <laughs> We're probably going to get hell for this. <laughs> And they didn't have enough coverage of their scene, so I guess they yeah. had to go and didn't want to do research. Who knows? But yeah, yeah so. from start to finish, perfect pacing. One yeah. of my favorite scenes: the jukebox fight yeah. with the owner of the pub. Yeah, you, <laughs> just you, you <laughs> because you got the, the mom and yeah. the girlfriend bopping their heads yeah. to the music <laughs> yeah. while their lives are in danger. Yeah. Basically, while she's turning into yeah. a zombie, the mom. You, you cannot. <laughs> watch that scene with Queen and yeah. listen to Don't Stop Me Now Don't without Stop thinking Me Now <laughs> just hitting him everyone yeah. just hitting him over everyone, the back everyone got the ball key <laughs> yeah the zombie if we're going into real semantics not acting the way that I'm sure a zombie would act mm. like rather than just sort of brushing it off and going for him he's just kind of oh, oh no oh, oh, oh yeah. stop hitting me yeah. oh. <laughs> well of course the scene wouldn't quite have worked as well and it's got the brilliant line where Simon's bossing everyone around is like, yeah, yeah, here, David, kill the queen. What? The jukebox. <laughs> yeah, it's got just fantastic line after fantastic line. Fantastic scene after fantastic scene. And 
pretty much all of the characters reacting in the way you would expect a general public to react to these mm-hmm. sorts of scenes. You get people that are picked up because they're incredibly stupid and not thinking about it. I'm sure people would do that in a panic situation. Mm-hmm. And then you've got some of the surprise killings as well, where you might not see it coming. Mm-hmm. I and mean, Being, again, a film fan, the sort of thing where you know, someone's standing in front of a window which is facing the zombies that are trying to get oh, in yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe you might figure out who's mm-hmm. going to die but yeah it got some genuine heart yeah. to the film and then some genuine well, yeah. gore um, with some of the deaths and it's just done really well yeah and i uh <laughs> really loved bill nye in it i mean he was perfect from start to finish in it uh, well for his finish in it and uh, you know just like like you said with heart with yeah. you know seeing i you know i've always you know yeah thought of myself as your father or you know yeah. whatever he, he said you know very touching scene with simon pig yeah. and and you know, you for, know for the entire yeah. first half of the film he's been pointing out that this guy is not, not his my father, father. Yeah, yeah. yeah stepdad he's always hated this guy <laughs> and then in this one death scene he's Unlessing, like, you know, I've always tried to be your father. Like, I've always thought of myself as your father. I've always wanted what's best for you. Mm-hmm. You need to look after your mum. And so, you know, you get that whole, like, he finally breaks down and says, you know, like, stop the car, mum, you know, <laughs> he's dead. And then just a fantastic line, no, he isn't. <laughs> Turn back, there he is, zombie. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah, and uh, yeah, it's just one of the best callbacks in a movie ever. I love the whole through line of "You've got red on you." Yeah, just perfect every time. You've got red on you. Yeah, You've got red on you. yeah, the pen, and the blood, and, yeah, just all the way through. Yeah, and I love yeah, just introducing Bill Nye's character, his little. Yeah. Twirl, twirl. <laughs> in the I, shop. I, yeah, I I believe I've heard interviews and stuff. Yeah. Bill, Bill Nye was the one that came out. That he said like, yeah, okay, I I really want to do this film. I'll do it, whatever. But just, I just want to do the twirl, the, the twirl spin, yeah, the intro spin into, into camera. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, apologize to Darth Maul. I guess we didn't get him well, too yeah. much, but Peter, Peter Serafinovich. <laughs> yeah, Ali. Yeah, good sport, Peter Serafinovich. Yeah. He's got. He's a very yeah very yeah. put upon room uh, flat mate house mate, yeah guess, the responsible one of the bit <laughs> yeah the, uh, the one that's you know the manager at somewhere he's probably paying most of the bills yeah. he's the one that's having a go at ed for never writing anything <laughs> down i just you know it can't be that difficult can it just putting pen a bit of paper <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Ed, almost that every... was four fucking years ago <laughs> he's still here <laughs> <laughs> almost every line that you think could become a joke ends up having a comeback and like that mm-hmm. that one thing of like you know it can't be that difficult writing something on a bit of paper has an immediate comeback and we turned mm-hmm. around and it's just like you know kick me or mm-hmm. something on the back yeah. of his mm-hmm. uh, and, and oh the the best thing of you know his plan mirrors yeah. the entire movie yeah the have a, a couple of shots yeah, yeah. Uh, with the shotgun yeah, you know yeah. um, have a bite at have a bite yeah it. the whole thing uh, yeah. mirrors the rest of the movie yeah, yeah. i love that <laughs> very Clever, <laughs> as it were, Mr. Edgar Wright or Simon Pegg, whichever one thought of that. And yeah, now the the film is very sort of British comedy heavy. There's a lot of things that 
the kind of dry wit type thing that you know most people might just think kind of funny but not really that funny i mean what one of the things that i think one of my favorite little bits in the film is he's explaining that you know okay i've come to rescue you now we're going to run down i grab anything you can just bash him on the head that seemed to work ow but he hits himself on the head with the cricket bat finishes his line and it's like that hurt (laughs) (laughs) just just that little thing of like oh okay that's a nice little addition. Oh. This, this film's just full of nice little additions. I promise my last thing. I promise. And then we'll get out of here. There I will. Uh, when in the Winchester, when he turns on the light and then sees all of the zombies and, uh, and shuts it back off and walks away. It's just perfect. Yeah. Uh, just, oh, we're not going that way. Yeah. And that, that, that kind of mirrors, again... Earlier in the film, it's like, are they still out there? Walk to the curtains, open them, close them, walk back up. Yes. <laughs> How many are there? <laughs> <laughs> Looks over the fence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, just watch the film. We, uh, we've sure tried not have. to spoil it yeah. for anyone and that hasn't seen it. Hopefully, you stopped if you had any interest at all yet. Yeah. And watch it before you listen yeah. to this segment. <laughs> and then, you know, once you've watched Sean of the Dead, Go ahead and watch Hot Fuzz. I mean, just, uh, yeah. just find Simon Pegg, Edgar Wright, and Nick Frost. Just look into their stuff. I mean, you got Paul as well, yeah, which, which I still have to see. I well, I would recommend it. Uh, <laughs> yes, I know. I was annoyed with Rogan as the alien yeah. in all the trailers. So, well, ne- yeah. let me know when it's on Netflix, sir. I'll right. look into it. Until all that right, day. I'll let you know. Yeah, it might be my recommendation. I don't know. Oh yes, let's. How about let's uh, nice segue. All right. <laughs> Well, mine would be, an, it's another Australian film this time, it's called The Castle, and it's a film about, I, I Now make sure Nathan Fillion is not in this? No. Okay. <laughs> that would be interesting. Castle. Okay, Nathan sorry. Fillion in an Australian film. Hey, why not? <laughs> and basically the plot of this is, this family live in this house, the, the dad, the head of the household, like, the home is the castle. Basically, like, you know, they don't live in a castle, they live on a random street. You know, and the council or the government or whatever it is that the society thing is buying up all the houses and getting people evicted and stuff like that so that they can build an airport. And this guy just will not let this happen, no matter what. Yeah. And it's told from the point of view slash narration of one of the sons. Eric Banner is actually in this. It's one of his earliest roles, if not his earliest. And it's just a fantastic film of, you know, you're rooting for this family, even though as you get further into it, you realise, I don't actually know if this guy can pull it off. Like, yeah, everyone on the other side has vastly superior lawyers. They have, you know, the laws of the land on their side. And this guy is going in with the argument of, you know, it's my house. You can't get rid of my house. So it's a fantastic story, very well told, and quite humorous. So, yeah. okay. As most sorts of Australian films that weren't horror films back then when they were making them, it's got the sense of humor to it, as well as the heartfelt story. So it's a very good 
film and you will not be needing any Kleenex by your oh. side to wipe away the tears. Well, that, Unless, of course, tears of joy. Me, that brings me to my recommendation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Nicely. It's a little film from 2010 called The Way. It's mm-hmm. directed by Emilio Estevez. Very small budget, I would imagine, because uh, a very limited release. But directed by Emilio Estevez. He is in it briefly. Uh, and then it's Martin Sheen's movie for the most part. Briefly, there's this pilgrimage in Europe, the Camino de Santiago, which I don't know the origin point, but it's 500 miles from there to Spain. And hundreds of people do this, or thousands of people do this every year, seeking spirituality, just seeking exercise, (laughs) some meaning in their life, whatever. You know, it's just very important for them to do this. And has to be because you have to take off like three months of work yeah. <laughs> pretty much and you stay at hostels and you know all this yeah. stuff and in, just a once in a lifetime experience in england know? it'll probably be one of those things you, it's called a gap year mm-hmm. that the thing where when you turn 18 you've left what we call college yeah and well if you've left what we call yeah. college you your options then are either go into the workplace go to university or take what's known as a gap year and apply for university the next year yeah. a lot of people go Hitchhiking, backpacking, mm-hmm. all of this yeah. stuff. That, that, that'll be the That'd time when people yeah. will do it. But Martin Sheen, uh, well, I should say Emilio Estevez, and there, this isn't really a spoiler. This happens in like the opening of the film. <laughs> Emilio Estevez is killed very early on into his pilgrimage, and his father sets off to recover his son's remains, and there comes the realization he needs to complete this journey for his son. Right. That there were some. They were kind of on the outs. Blah blah blah. Ins and outs. Right. And okay. Close, not close. Um, <laughs> and so it's very important for him to complete this. And yeah. he's an old man, <laughs> obviously, <laughs> and it's going to be very, very tough. But it's, uh, he meets a lot of interesting characters along the way. Some yeah. very wonderful bit parts played by lots of familiar faces. You're going to go, oh, that annoys me. I know yeah. them from something. <laughs> and you'll have to look them up after the movie, which is what I did after I first watched it. But it's just so well told. Emilio Estevez, just, I mean, great job directing. I mean, it's just a wonderful movie. You might be interested to know Mr. James Nesbitt makes an appearance. Mr. Nesbitt? Yes. Ah, okay. Lovely, lovely character by Mr. Nesbitt. Ah, like Very like annoying to, to Martin Sheen's character. <laughs> but, uh, I'll yeah. definitely have to watch it. Yeah, and uh, there's like a Swedish uh, I think like York Van Wageningen I don't know Wageningen yeah <laughs> Deborah Kara Unger who you'd recognize you know, she's there she wants to quit smoking and you know whatever And right. so they kind of group up for a little bit and then you know he's obviously a lot slower and they meet up at different points but it's just this journey and it's just so well told if you're inclined to emotional reactions in films you probably will want to the Kleenex nearby <laughs> in this one <laughs> if that's not a problem don't worry about it but uh, yeah, highly recommended if you just want something other than feeling something other different than Guns Blazing kind of movie. Right. You know, well told story. But I think right. that's gonna cover it for us. Yeah, I'm not sure we can go too much into it without just starting a second podcast. Yeah, <laughs> which we will do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we might have to divide this as, as it is. Uh, <laughs> all right, and I guess uh, we'll say remember. Dogs, Dogs can, can look, look up. up. Bye, 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 bye. bye. bye.